Welcome to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. We're back. Hey, it's only been a week since we've recorded our last episode. We're going to try and get more episodes out to the people. Today, we have another special guest joining the show. But first, let's check in with our co-host, Ethan Wiles, and then we'll get right into things. Ethan, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. It's good to be back. Uh, it's only been a week, like you said, but we got another great guest today, so let's get it going. You know, when you think of DeKalb, this is one of the first names that pops to pops to mind, I guess you would say. But today we are joined by a man who embodies what the hard way means. This young, explosive whiteout has seen early success in his time with the Huskies. A local hero, some say, who grew up in the DeKalb area, attended DeKalb High School and was named the 2016 DeKalb County Athlete of the Year. Today, Huskies on Tap listeners, we are joined by Cole Tucker. Cole, how you doing today, brother? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Good to be here with you guys. You know, intro is too nice. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, too, man, on Sunday. It's, uh, it's usually a free day for everyone. We don't normally record on these days, but today is your day. It's your show. Um, and, you know, this is go- you know, going to be a breakout season this year. You know, we've talked to Coach Hammock here on the podcast about how they were really going to try and incorporate the wideouts a lot more this year. And, you, you know, you guys have a very talented group. But I got to ask you, Coming from DeKalb High School, was it always NIU that you, you know, you envisioned yourself playing college ball at? Uh, actually, it wasn't, you know. Uh, I kind of I wanted to, like, make my decision as if I wasn't from DeKalb, you know, look at every option. But when it came down to it, you know, NIU was the best option for me. Just It was not because it was close to home or anything, but just because, you know, they're the best team, the best program, great school and everything. So I thought it was the best fit. What were some of the other teams that were involved in the uh, in the recruiting process? Uh, Western Michigan, when PJ Fleck was there, came in late and offered me. Uh, I had interest from Ball State, Illinois State, and Miami of Ohio. Yeah, I would say I you made the right you. decision. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Talk about growing up in the DeKalb area. Do you have any memories growing up going to Husky games? I know you obviously the recruiting process was different, but did you go to any NIU games as a kid growing up? Any interest yeah. there as a as a young kid? Yeah, we had uh, we actually had my family had season tickets growing up to all the home games, so I was able to watch everybody play from like Jordan Lynch, Harness, all the greats. Probably probably watched Hammock play when I was two years old, but uh, but yeah, I mean that definitely influenced me, you know, growing up a Husky, seeing the hard way and everything. So it kind of kind of made me want to be here even more. So we got our first listener submitted question. So. There's a Facebook page, and it's the Husky Fanatic page. It's where a lot of the NIU Husky talk goes down. And we have a question from one of the guys out there named Bob Rader. He said, Cole is probably the fastest Husky on the team. We got to ask you, Cole, are you the fastest Husky on the team? I wish I was the fastest. I'm not the fastest. <laughs> All right, who's the fastest? Who's, who's, in your opinion, the fastest guy out there? The fastest guy on the team is probably Messiah Travis. Okay. I think we heard he that from is. Mike Love. Yeah, he's a receiver. He he registered last year. He's about to be registered freshman. That guy can fly. Yeah, are you at is least he, top five? Uh, I don't know. It'd be close. There's a lot of fast DBs, too. I'm probably in the top ten range, you know, which isn't bad. But, you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you saw hey. previous to the show, we, uh, we found Ethan. I'm going to give credit to Ethan because the rosters that I found weren't as good. But in NCAA football, they gave you an 80 overall. But the speed was an 82, and I was like, that that's a little yeah. off. I think it needs I to. I saw that. I, was, I think that's a little low. You know, we got a little offense to that. <laughs> we got to boost that. We got to boost that one up. Yeah, there I know. I got to start. I started getting my numbers up. I do a little yak, and I get some higher ratings. 
<laughs> well, you do return too. You get some, you know, some return yards in there, a couple TDs. You'd be a 99 in no time. Yeah, exactly. I got I to do my part here. <laughs> I know. I, I want to. I want to go a little off script. I won't say much about it, but I will say I. I noticed you. Uh, was it your senior year at DeKalb High School? You played at Prairie Ridge. I was covering that game for a, a local newspaper. Uh, that's when I first noticed you, and uh, I was like, this man's gonna be a baller at NIU. Uh, two years later, obviously, here I am as a student and covering you now. So it's uh, it's a crazy ride. I just wanted to throw that one out there. But oh man, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I knew you were gonna be a player from day one, man. Yeah, that was uh that game was pretty nuts. It's uh, insane that we lost, but pretty sad. But they were good. That team was like 14 and 0. That Prairie Ridge team. A lot of good players on that team for sure. Our high schools didn't beat Prairie Ridge either. It was a tough go for basically every team that we put up against them. It was not a good look for us. <laughs> Where'd you go to high school? <laughs> uh, so we both went to Dundee Crown. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if I, yeah. I played in basketball a couple of times. That's about it. That's typically everyone's reaction when they find out someone went to Dundee Crown. Oh. Okay. Big one and eight guys are only nine guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to ask you, because you talked about going outside of DeKalb for your recruitment. Outside of Husky Stadium, what is your favorite stadium that you've gotten to play at during your time as a Husky? My favorite stadium to play at was probably, I really liked Iowa. That was my first game ever playing. Nebraska was cool. I think I didn't get to play in this game, but when we played, at, when we played San Diego State a couple of years ago, they played in the old. They played in the old Charger Stadium. That stadium was awesome. That atmosphere was cool. I have been past that stadium. That seems like something uh, that I would want to go in and see a football game at for sure. Yeah, San yeah. Diego was, was really so nice. nice for for a team like NIU to go travel out west. I mean, that must have been a trip for them. So. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I saw also earlier in one of the like you know way too early bowl predictions that they had NIU in the Bahamas bowl. I just want to clear the air for everyone. If NIU is in the Bahamas bowl, I don't care what what amount of money we have to fork over, we will be there. <laughs> Going to the Bahamas would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the MAC teams show out too. I don't know if you guys remember, like three four years back, there was a Western Kentucky Central Michigan game where they seemed to have scored like two thousand points, like put up yeah. over a thousand yards. That's a fun game. No, I was going to say the only problem with Bahamas Bowl is we'd be like 7-5 we'd be like and five or something like that. So I'm hoping the record's better than that. Oh, yeah. Screw that. Never mind. We're winning the MAC. We, you know, if you heard last week's episode, that's the goal. We know that. Dylan Thomas put that out there on the airwaves for everyone. But I got to ask you, up to this point, what are your uh, top three memories as a member of the NIE football team? Top three memories. Uh, number one was winning the MAC championship two years ago, 2018. And number two was probably playing my first game at Iowa. I was so nervous. My first play was a pilot pump return on my first play. Thank God it was blocked because I don't know if I would have caught it. And then <laughs> three, awesome. I think, was when we played Boston College, my first game ever here. Like, I, I was just dressed for it, and it was, like, an intense – we lost, sadly, but I just remember the stadium here at Husky Stadium being crazy, and it was, it was a good turnout. Hey, those are some good hey, memories. We want to get it back to that. We're trying. We're we pushing. I don't know if you've seen our push. We, we want that stadium full. I'm trying to talk to the athletic department, see if we can get some promo codes and try and help sell some tickets, too. Yeah, that'd be awesome to get us getting packed. When I was growing up, when Jordan Lynch was playing, it was packed every single game, no matter what day, what time it was. Yeah, we got to get it back to that. And I think think the culture, too, that Coach Hammock is bringing to campus, not to say that Coach Carey had a, a bad culture, but I just think, you know, when you have that guy who is an alumni who played for the football team, it just is so much more different and so special. But I got to ask you, because we, you know, we've been, this is our hot question because everybody has different opinions, but what would you say for offense and defense, one player on each side of the ball that you think is going to have a breakout season this year? 
player on each side of the ball. One on offense, one on, on defense. I'm going to start on defense. I think Dylan Thomas is going to break out here at corner. That's one of my best friends. You know, I've been roommates with him for like three years. He, he's good. He didn't, I don't, he didn't get much of an opportunity last year to the end of the year, and he really improved. But he, he's, got, he's got the stuff to be good. And then on offense, I don't know. I think, I think running back, I think kind of a – I got two of them, running back Aaron Collins and Jordan Nettles. And on various all split, but they'll all be really good. So I think those two will kind of kind of break out. I know that's not the answer you're looking for. You're looking for one, but 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 we know, you know, with that offense, it's going to be that three-headed monster. And even at that receiver position, we talked about it last week. There's too much ammo. There's about eight to ten guys oh, fighting for yep. four, you know, regular. And I would say three most of the time will be lining up out there, but sometimes we go four or five wide receiver sets. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can't forget about Crawford, too, because Crawford, you know, with uh, with Brinkman leaving for South Florida, Crawford's going to have a breakout season, too, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say him, but I figured, like, he's pretty known. and I was kind of like, he kind of broke out last year, but I, he'll have a big year as well. What are you looking forward to most about this season? Um, Well, uh, hopefully we have a season. First, I mean, I would love to have a season. <laughs> but Absolutely. The reality of the room, too, right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm just looking forward to getting out there competing again. You know, last year was kind of a down year for us. Everyone knows that. The Huskies don't really do that. So I'm looking to rebound, you know, show everybody what we got. I know you touched on uh, Dylan Thomas being your roommate. Do you have any uh, other best friends on the team? Yeah, um, Vinny Labus, linebacker. Terrence, the punter. Bostad, uh, Brett Bostad, fullback. And then, I mean, there's this bunch of guys I hang out with. So those are the main three, really. Ferentz, I know Brand- Brandon texted me this off air, but he he did say Ferentz is going to the league, and I 100 <laughs> percent that guy's good. That. That he guy's has Ferentz. a leg, dude. <laughs> he kicks the ball pretty far. Yeah, he uh, uh, I don't know if you saw the Athlon, which is another uh, media company. They released their All MAC Conference preseason predictions. They have him as first team, and I believe he was uh, second team last year. And I just remember too, like. Certain games where, you know, maybe we're not scoring too much, the other team's not scoring too much, he controls the field. He has a boot. Yeah, that guy, he's, he's good. He's a, he, he works hard at too. He's out there every day working on his drops, working on his timing and everything. So he puts the work in. Absolutely. We love yeah, we saw that. him off there on the field during uh, during the, the COVID time, too. He was one of the ones that was always working out there. And, look, the punter is such an underrated position, I feel. they yeah. such an integral part in the game. You gotta have a, you gotta have a good punter. A ninety overall for Ferentz should be at least a minimum for the NCAA ratings. But yeah, yeah. different topic. I wanna I wanna <laughs> ask because you are a DeKalb native and this one will hit home for you. What is your favorite food spot in DeKalb? All right. I think Maddie's is my favorite food spot, but if we're going breakfast food, an underrated place is a French toast. It used to be called Flippin' Egg. But it's called like French toast fat. I don't know what it's called now, but it's so good. They got this thing called a deep fried omelet. Oh boy, it's good. Deep fried omelet sounds amazing. Anything you can deep fry anything, and it just I like yeah, anything deep fried. Yeah, and then they got another place, uh, Flamingos is really the one of the best Mexican restaurants I've ever had. It's not really known that too much, but it's good. I gotta ask you as a receiver, what is your favorite route to run? We've only had a couple. Of, we've had Spencer Tears and Michael Love here on this show. Spencer really expressed that that nine routes his favorite. What's your favorite route to run? I mean, I think everyone's favorite is the go ball. You know, can take the top off the defense. But I'm a big uh, – I like the comeback just because I'm pretty good at them. So, <laughs> but the comeback, you know, ability to break off a DB feels pretty good. That's my favorite route. Quick feet, leave that DB's jockstrap in the dirt and take it for 60, get that yak. Yeah, slow feet, don't eat. 
Absolutely. I love to hear love that, it. brother. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So I got to ask you, though, this too. As far as the freshmen coming in this year, what is your advice for them? You know, it's kind of a tough time, you know, when we're in weird times, this corona thing. But I have time to tell them to stay focused, you know, keep working, keep grinding, because this thing will pass over and they'll all get their shot. You know, it's kind of a tough time, but just keep working. Really study the playbook. That's all I can do right now. How were you able to handle, uh, like, the quarantine and stuff? Did you stay out? I mean, obviously, you, you're from the DeKalb area, so you kind of stayed close to NIU. But how did you handle, you know, going through training, making sure you had fields to train at, gyms, gyms to train at, and stuff like that? Yeah, I was I was lucky enough. I have a I have a squat rack in my house at home, so I was able to like do some lifts there, and then I would run routes in my backyard or I'd hop the fence to go into Cal High School. I don't know. If, yeah, so that's that, that's about all we do. We might have to cut that out. Well, was, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's you know, they retweeted I, the episode. They might people. get to that point. <laughs> Listen, we, they, they can come arrest me if they want. <laughs> hey, you were just hey, trying to get the work doesn't in. Stop. I was gonna say yeah. the grind doesn't stop. The hard way, the hard way, baby. All right, so you, you know, the majority of your football career, it's been spent in the DeKalb area. You played at DeKalb High School. You play here at NIU. Assuming that we don't acquire an NFL team here in the next, you know, couple of seasons, what are your top three destinations? I'm not talking just teams like cities that you would love to play football or continue your career in. Oh, I think, obviously I'm a Bears fan, but I'm going to like switch it up and go off, off of that. I think. I honestly think that, like, that Tampa, Florida area is pretty cool. Seems like they got a good fan base. Um, Tom Brady. Got a good – Yeah, they got Brady. I'm a big – I like the West Coast. I like L.A. So, I think that, like, you know, the Raiders – or not the Raiders, the Rams, the Chargers there would be cool. Ooh. And then I like Texas. I think Dallas or even Houston would be awesome. I'm a big warm-weather guy. That you know, I live all that in the cow. That stadium <laughs> is legit, too. Those are all good, good destination cities, nice color schemes, all that. That would be that would be amazing. And you know, you got it all right there. The taking for you got was it two more years of eligibility here year at NIU? Yeah, two more. Two more. So with that being said, you know, you said you're a Bears fan. Growing up, who uh, who was your favorite Bear growing up? Devin Hester, no doubt. That guy, Perfect. no one better. He was, the no one he, better. he was my favorite. Yeah. Do you have a case for him and his Hall of Fame vote? Because I honestly don't see a reason why he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I think he should easily be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's the best to ever return to football. I think everyone who kind of watches him knows that it's obvious he should be in the Hall of Fame. I really there's no there's almost no case against it. There's no one in the history of football who could literally just flip a game on its head like just like that. Like yeah, every time the other team kicked off, he thought it was going to the house. Punters lost yeah. their jobs. Yeah. Yeah, well, don't kick to him. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, what's your favorite Devin Hester return? Obviously, the Super Bowl one. probably the Super Bowl. Yep, yeah. I was gonna say probably the Super Bowl, but is there another one that uh, stands out to you? Yeah, um, I think he did. He took one back. He took like two back in the same game. And it was the second one where he was a kick return. He ran into the tunnel, and I was like, Yep, that's the same game I was thinking about the Denver yeah. Broncos game. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. at that game. I was at that game. What a game. <laughs> He just yeah. disappeared. He runs in the tunnel. I was like, "Yeah, man, if you want to quit, go for it." Like you just heard. <laughs> he could That's probably awesome. he could probably still run a kickback nowadays, even with the new rules. Easily. So I gotta ask you too, because I was out there on the sideline for a couple of the games. So can you explain to the listeners and the fans like the new rules around the college football kick returns, and you know how you can basically call a fair catch, kind of like how it is on a punt? Yeah. So I mean, if you're you can you can call a fair catch wherever you are. 
in on the kickoff now and you get the ball to 25. I don't personally like the rule, but I understand it's a safety thing. So. Yeah, and I mean, kickoff is, is one of those things where it's everyone's going 110%. All it takes is for one of those big hits to happen. There could be an injury, but the way you're running, I don't I mean, think it's the first play of the game. You. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally the first play of the game. It's a chance of some big plays. I know it's dangerous, but, I mean, that's football, man. Hey, absolutely. And that's one of those things, too. It's like a lot of times coaches, I know coaches are just into the field position game, so – depending on certain stuff, you know, they'll make you call the fair catcher. They'll want you to do that. But yeah. as, as far as the return game, what would you say your favorite part about it is? Because we actually have never had a returner on the show. Like punt return or kick return, either one? Just in general. I mean, being able to uh, create some plays with your teammates is kind of good. I mean, obviously, it's not just me back there running. I have good, I have good blocks on all the returns. So, I mean, taking, I mean I've been taking one to the house in college, but in, in, in high school, it's a pretty good feeling. <laughs> Rhode yeah. Island, September fifth, right? Yeah, I was. I'm waiting just for this year. I'm saving them all up. Hey, that would set the tone very good in week one. Whether we got twenty percent or full capacity, I think that'll get the place roaring. And honestly, like I've had this argument with people, um, just in, in in like on Twitter and just different places. I think the kick return or like a pick six is arguably the coolest play in all of sports. Like it's better than the home run. It's better than the slam dunk. I won't get like a golf hole in one in there, but as far as, like, pure excitement, getting that, like, opening kickoff or just any kickoff for that matter and taking it to the house is just nuts. Yeah, that, that really gets the crowd going, you know. It's, it, it's, a, it's a momentum changer. It's a game changer. It goes the same way, too, on the road. What a, a big crowd silencer, what kickoff return from the other team. I mean, that same thing just plays a huge part. Yeah, it's really demoralizing for the home crowd if uh, an away team takes them back. Someone who plays a skill position – who is the most talented defensive back that you've gone against? Uh, most talented defensive back I played against was, oh, boy, I'm blanking on his name. Jalen Johnson, I think is his name, from Utah. He just got drafted by the Bears. Oh, that's, hey, our Bears on tap guys might, might like to hear that. So what would you say makes Jalen different? Because, I mean, now he is on our Chicago Bears, your Bears fan. What would you say – Bears fans are, have the most to look forward to about him this year. He he, he was a long DB. He could get he could. I felt like he was far away, but his arms could get to me. I mean, I, I played him when I was younger and or not younger, but two years ago. We played him the past two years, but I mean, he was just good. I mean, he got quick hips, good feet, so he he'll, he'll be good at the next level. I love to hear that. And, and then one last Bears question too: Mitch or Nick Foles? Nick Foles. I mean, I love Mitch, but I think I think it's not done. Let's go. Ethan, take Oof. the floor on that because I know you're our Mitch guy. Oof. Oof. I, I love Mitch. I, I still root for him. And play <laughs> so, but I think, I think Nick's got to do it. Absolutely. Hey, we love the answer, too. And that's a that's the thing, too. It's like, as Bears fans, we just want to see who is going to be the best option at quarterback. And as a football guy, you know how that goes. If it's Mitch, yeah. we're going to root for Mitch. If it's Nick, we're going to root for Nick. But I guess, you know, that, you know, through training camp, they said it's going to be a fair shake even reps. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I got to ask you real quick, one last question. What game are you most excited about for this season? Uh, the Iowa game, for sure. You know, last time we were there, we didn't we didn't perform very well. It was a close first half, but I'm looking forward to getting back out there, playing the Kinnick again, and uh, hopefully coming out with a win. Some former teammates on that uh, Iowa team as well. Yeah, a couple of them. <laughs> that would be a big-time win, and, you know, something that could, you know, 
definitely wake up the polls, maybe find our way back into the top 25. You guys have a very underrated team this year, and I think it's very talented across the board. No matter what position group you look at, there's a lot of depth, there's a lot of talent, there's a lot of speed. It's going to be an exciting year for the Huskies this year. Cole, can you go ahead and do us one favor? Can you plug your social media uh, for our listeners real quick? Yeah, my my Instagram is Cole underscore Tucker 24. And then on Twitter, um, my my at is, oh boy, what is it? Cole <laughs> underscore Tucker 15. So basically the same thing. Perfect. Ethan, do you have anything uh, else for our, our guest today, Cole? Cole, thanks for coming on, man. Like I said, it was fun to, to see you play in high school and now be able to cover you at NIU. Um, like I said, playmaker from day one, knew that was coming dead to Kelb, and here we are. So I'm looking forward to seeing you ball out this season. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a lot of good time. Hey, thanks for joining the show too, Cole. On behalf of ONTAP Sportsnet and the Huskies ONTAP Podcast, we do really do appreciate you taking out the time to take the interview with us today. Do you have any words for Husky Nation here before we let you go? I don't have much, man. I'm hoping the football season does, and when, and when it does happen, we'll be ready. That's all I got to say. Hey, stay ready so you don't got to get ready. Yeah, but exactly. I absolutely do appreciate you joining us here for an episode of Huskies on Tap. Uh, but, you know, we got nothing else for you here in the interview portion. We'll catch you here on the other side of the show. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Cole. Thanks, Cole. All right, Huskies on Tap listeners, that was our interview with DeKalb native Cole Tucker, the NIU receiver. One of the Huskies that, you know, you should be on the lookout for this season. He's a return man as well. Someone that's going to have one of those breakout seasons as, you know, Coach Hammock expressed, they're going to be looking to get those receivers more involved in the offense. Ethan, what was your favorite part about the interview with Cole Tucker today? Well, I was excited to get him on. I, we touched on it in the interview. I got to see him play in high school. I knew, obviously, at that point he had committed to NIU, so... Seeing what he was able to do in high school uh, against a really, really good football team in Prairie Ridge that ended up beating them, winning state that same year. It was exciting to see what NIU was going to get with him. And, I mean, he's shown off his talent so far, and the fact that he has two years left is incredible. Yeah, someone that we're going to have for two more seasons. And, you know, like he expressed at the beginning of the interview, we really do hope that we do get a season because you don't want to see all the hard work that these guys have put in go to waste. Obviously, there is still uh, a bigger issue at hand with the coronavirus and the COVID-19, so the player's safety is at the utmost importance at the moment. But, yeah, I got to say, I mean, Cole – Real down-to-earth guy, someone that, you know, you just got to root for. Like you said, you you know, you kind of found him covering stuff before you even got to this area. And it was someone that not necessarily popped off the film because you were at the game, but you noticed his talent right away. And then you go, hey, he's going to NIU. I might be, in, you know, ending up there for my degree. You know, what a perfect match that was. And then, you know, we get him on the show here today. And he had some really insightful stuff to say about this season, his teammates, our Chicago Bears. I know Lucas and our Bears on tap guys are going to be – uh you know, interested to see kind of what he had to say about, you know, the Bears second round draft pick Jalen Johnson. I think those were some very interesting sound bites uh, for someone that is going to be competing for a starting role for the Chicago Bears this upcoming season. But enough about the Chicago Bears. We are going to hit our NIU news section of the show. And there, there was a couple news bites out there on the Internet and on Twitter.com this week. Uh, but the most notable, I guess you would say, is one at Rivals, Mike, I guess, uh, we're going to have to wage war against because that's someone who works for Rivals.com. Uh, they released a top 20 group of five linebackers. No Huskies were listed on the group, which I was, I mean, Ethan, I know you were probably surprised 
But I'm going to have to make a shout out to, and I'm probably going to butch his name, but Nick Berzik, he, he quote tweeted it, and that's how I saw it. But I don't know how you make this list with 20 group of five linebackers and Kyle Pugh is not on the list. I mean, Ethan, what 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 are we doing here? Like, what's going on? Uh, it's, a, it's a tragedy that he's not in this list. I mean, he is obviously top. I think he's top three in terms of the group of five linebackers. So to leave him out of the top 20 is, yeah, that's a joke to me. Yeah, and that's like that goes to say, you know, show like kind of like what we were talking about, and you know, we've touched on it with Dylan and Cole these past two interviews. Like, I don't know why everyone has NIU so ranked so down, and you know, we try not to pay too much attention to it, and we ourselves don't really, you know, we will put out, you know, our our season predictions and stuff like that because that's the reality of you know the profession and the stuff that we do. Obviously, you guys want to see what we have our team at. But that's not something that we're going to push out at this point. And I honestly think, like, you just got to check the tape on Pew. He can do everything at that linebacker position. And that's someone who, whether it's the UDFA route or, you know, getting drafted in the NFL, will most likely be having his opportunity on an NFL roster next year. So I thought that was kind of interesting. The proof's in the pudding. Check the tape on that one, Rivals Mike, because uh, that, that was a little disrespectful. But in some lighter news, another company that we did see put out um, preseason rankings for their MAC players. Uh, Athlon Sports released predictions for the MAC all-conference teams, and kind of you know to mirror what we talked about earlier on this show, the lone first teamer was uh, punter Matt Farron. So, Ethan, thoughts on that? Well, I touched on it during uh, the interview part, but the punter is a huge part of the game, and no one I don't think really gives them credit. I mean, Pat McAfee has his own brand for it. So for the brand, yes. Right. So it's going to be huge this season. The um, the field position game is going to be interesting this year because, like Cole said, Ference was out there working his tail off every day to get better. And and I know we'll touch on another special team here coming up, but both of those guys between Ference and Richardson worked hard this season. And I really do think that the special teams plays just as uh, important role in the game as the offense and the defense. Yeah, especially, too, and, like, we saw it last year when we went to the Western Michigan game where I think Matt had, I want to say, like, six punts. I'll have to pull up the stat sheet because I still have all the printed stat sheets from the game, but he was, he had, like, a 50, he was punting at, like, a 55-yard clip. Like, these are, like, NFL punts, good hang time, really flipping the field, controlling the game in a low-scoring game, and then, too, like you said, John Richardson, he's out there, you know, kicking field goals from 40 to 50 yards. He's making it happen regardless of, you know, the weather, all that stuff. He was named to the I was going to say that Go ahead. That's, that throws a whole other wrench into it because we know what DeKalb is like. I mean, exactly. these guys could go we out had there rain every all... Saturday, and every Saturday the wind could be blowing a different direction. So these guys have to go out, and it, it's important that they're out on the field. We saw that on social media. So, like I said, I mean, the, the conditions are never – truly wonderful in DeKalb if it's sunny it's probably windy it's always windy in DeKalb so <laughs> yeah I, I really like I really do think that like our next guest needs to be Matt Ferenz or uh, John Richardson like I want to talk to them about how kicking in DeKalb is it's got to be different it's got to be like kicking in Soldier Field we all know that's a struggle yeah and a uh, real disclaimer I don't know Cole didn't correct me I apologize if I did get it wrong but Matt I'm not even going to go for the last name because if it is Ferenz or Ferenz I don't want to be the one to butch it but we do we do are, want to have you on the great. show we are not yeah we are not great things. but we are we are learning uh we are trying to get there but we do appreciate everything you do for the team we'd love to have you on the show uh, at some point and even i think your dad advocated for it on twitter so if we can make that happen that would be awesome 
the uh, school yeah. just needs the school just needs to provide us with one of those like pronunciation sheets. Like you know, the I'm I'm an announcer, so I I know what this I know how that works. But we need. No, one yeah, of those so you things. get to yeah. So for those that don't know, and for our listeners, yeah, the announcers, if you're kind of like in any sort of like press position where you'd be commentating a game, you're gonna have a sheet with the exact pronunciation of everyone's name. And and you're you're nicer to me about it. Lucas on Bears on tap. If we have any of our crossover listeners from our Bears podcast, I said Prince Amukam. I said his Prince Amakamura all season instead of Amukamura. So I am not the best with names, but uh, I am learning. I'm trying. Ethan is. Uh, we'll we'll let Ethan just be the name guy over here. So, but hey, hopefully go I got it right too. I mean, yeah, we we do want to get him on the show. We definitely do uh, for the brand. Just call him like Leg- call him Leg- call him Legatron for right now. I think that works. Love it, <laughs> Legatron. But uh, yeah, they put Kyle Pugh out on that second team, and that's. You know, I would expect him to be – I know we do rotate captains, but I expect him to be one of the staples on that defense, take kind of that role that Kelty had last year and lead the charge for the defense. And then John Richardson over there on that second team. Uh, the third team, and this is – you know, these are two names that we're both very excited for this season, Daniel Crawford and Wesson Kramer, both players that play positions that saw players transfer, and they're going to see – I would say – you know, I would imagine they're going to see a little bit more of a workload – but uh, as far as Crawford goes, you know, he's he's produced at a, a relatively high clip so far in his career at Northern. And, and I think Kramer is poised to have a breakout season because he's going to be that number one defensive tackle uh, with Jack Heflin transferring over to Iowa. So, Ethan, I mean, I know you're probably going to have similar similar takes on this, but what do, where are you feeling on these two guys? Yeah, you hit the, the nail on the head with Kyle Pugh being the staple on defense. But Weston Kramer should be talked about as the number two guy on that defensive line. I mean, we all know how the Mac likes to run the ball. Those two guys up the middle should be an unstoppable force this season. Yeah, and thoughts about Crawford over there on the offensive side of the ball? Because you know we do we do utilize the tight end a lot in our offense. Absolutely. I mean, we we touched on it uh, in the interview process with or the interview part with Cole. Uh, Crawford will step up big this season. Um, the offense this year is going to step up big. I mean, there we already know how big it's going to be. We've touched on the receivers. We'll touch on the receivers till the first game of the season. Um, but ultimately, the tight end position is just as important. I, t- I talked about it with uh, the Bears crew with Cole Komet was going uh, in the draft process with them. The tight end position is huge. Ross Bowers needs that tight end just as much as he needs the talent at wide receivers. And I do think Daniel Crawford will be that guy for him. Yeah, it's got me really excited to see what Ross has cooking up for this season because he literally has weapons at every position and he has a quality he's a quality O line up front blocking for him. I was gonna say it's just a, a group of playmakers on offense. Like these guys are just gonna go out and have fun. Like that's it that's what it is. It's a fun group of guys. Talking to Cole, you get that same vibe. Like he's just fun, goes out, plays football his way. And he's successful at it. Yeah, and too, like like we've kind of both talked about this too. You got a little bit of each flavor. You have a little bit of size at the receiver position with guys like Dennis Robinson. You have the speed and guys like Tyrese Ritchie, Michael Love, you know, Fabian McCray, all these different, you know, receivers. And then too, you got the tight ends. And then like he said, he he wanted to give us one guy on offense. He gave us three running backs, and you can't forget about, you know, Javion Ducker. So I mean they're and you know, you got Rondarius Gregory. There's there is weapons all over this team. I'm excited to see them out there. And the last person that was announced, fourth team, or someone that Coach Hammock actually, you know, preached real high about on his episode of the podcast with us was uh, Marcus Cox on the O-line. He said that he expects him to have a, a breakout year at that at the O-line. 
and that's someone that I'm looking forward to. And I, I also, uh, I want to, I really want to, uh, see how, how well Braden Patton has progressed too. So as far as this list, do you think Athlon got this right? Who do you think did they miss? Like what, what do you think they did as far as this list? Um, I, I we will touch on our players, um, or that we are most excited to see later, but I do think Ross Bowers should be somewhere on this list. I mean, I, I don't think that he has a reason to not, obviously he had some injuries at the end of last season. Um, but I really do think that if this is a, a prediction for this upcoming season, I mean, he should, he should be on this list. I really do think that he deserves to be on the list. The offense, we've, we talked about it and I want to touch on what you said with the running backs, coach Amick, he's a running back. He knows how to coach running backs. And that position group this year is going to be, I think one of the most exciting position groups on the offense. And it starts with the offensive line. And I agree hundred percent with coach Hammock and you, uh, Marquis Cox, it should be a huge weapon on the offensive line to boost that running game. Yeah. And like you said, it starts up front. If you don't have, you know, if the O line doesn't handle their job, Ross doesn't have time to throw the ball and the running backs don't have time to create. And, you know, like you said, we do have a very talented backfield. There's almost five guys that you could say that are going for that, that number one spot. And you know, that it's probably going to be running back by committee, which is fine. I think those guys, you know, fully understand that. And I, I got to agree with you. I think, you know, Ross is going to have a good season. He's going to have the weapons around him. Not that he didn't have them last year, but first year in a new system, it's always, it's always a little bit of growing pains. But like you said, a little bit of injuries, not as much um, time on the field as he would have expected. So I think that may have played into it as well. But another right. guy, too, that I feel kind of got – kind of got shafted and it may be because he plays a couple positions was our guest from last week, Dylan Thomas. Dylan Thomas is, and like you said, towards the end of the season last year, he really proved why he belongs to be playing out there with the number ones on defense. You know, he, he is extremely athletic. He's quick. He, he creates turnovers and on defense, you know, there's good defensive players that make tackles and can make stops on run fits and do all the things but that next level of defender, like that Eddie Jackson level, is your ability to create turnovers. And whether it's a fumble or a pick, I think Dylan Thomas has the full package as far as that goes. But I mean, these are you know these are preseason ratings for for a reason. I, I mean, I'm not even sure if these guys get paid for what they do. You know, similar to what we do, we're just putting out content for the people. Um, but on the topic of packages, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter this week though, Ethan. At IU, they have season tickets. They've gone on sale. But they're also running a raffle to win free season tickets. I put my name in the raffle. If I win, I'm going to auction it off some way through the podcast. I would. I don't know if you entered the raffle, but for our I listeners. Did. I did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I think if either of us win, that's consensus. We're going to go ahead and we'll raffle it off to our listeners. Hopefully we win. I don't think they'll pick us if they, if they see those two names come up. But uh, it's hopefully it's random. So we'll see. If, if we do end up winning, we're definitely giving those away. But for our NIU people that want to get out to a game, uh, definitely a good opportunity to get preferred pricing. I don't know if the prices go up on season tickets, but it's not that expensive in comparison to other programs. And I think if we're going to be able to have 20%, I would assume that the season ticket holders get taken care of first. Uh, but Ethan, this is our question that we've been asking a majority of our guests. We asked Coach Hammock, Dylan, Cole Tucker, all these people. Who is one player on offense and one player on defense that you're most excited about for this upcoming season? Yeah, I'll start on defense because I just kind of gave away my offensive uh, pick. But my defensive pick, I'm going to go with the man that got uh, snubbed from the first team, Kyle Pugh. I think that uh, 
I think the man's going to come out, fall out this season. And like you said, he's a staple on defense. He's going to lead the charge at the linebacker position. Uh, the defense got boosted a lot this year. And with, with some transfers and obviously some graduates, there's a lot of guys that came back. Those two guys, notably Pew and Kramer. But Dylan Thomas, like you said, another guy. And before we get off, I know we touched on that list as well. But what I'm excited to see is who at the end of the season will be on that list that wasn't uh, predicted. And I think Dylan Thomas will be that guy. I wanted to touch on that. But my defensive guy that's, is definitely that's Kyle perfect Pugh. bullet. That's perfect bulletin board material, too, because it's like, I mean, like we said, you know, we don't even know if these guys get paid for it. But, you know, the players do see these type of things, these type of right. articles and, and stuff like and, that. And he's going to come in and Kyle Pugh is going to come in with that chip on his shoulder. I know. I mean, who doesn't want to be first team? He I, Obviously, being on the list is, uh, is special, but everyone wants to be first team. And I think that he knows that he can uh, produce to that level. And uh, that's who my defensive pick is. I think he's going to produce to that first team talent. And uh, like I said, I mean, the run game is so huge in the MAC, and the linebacker position on the opposite side is just as important. And Kyle Pugh is the man that I would want as my. Yeah, and just to kind of. To kind of mirror what you said about the run game in the MAC, I mean, look at Levante Bellamy got picked up by the Denver Broncos last year. Jarrett Patterson is one of the highest rated running backs so far for the 2021 draft class. So there is that avenue, and like, look at look at the look at the past, like guys like Michael Turner and and these running backs that have made it out of the MAC, and and even look at Coach Hammock's career. Coach Hammock had a great career here at NIU. So this is uh. We've seen it over the past where it's it's a lot more run heavy. I think it's going to be more of a closer 50-50 split just with the weapons and the players that we have in I do. place I agree for this season. Yeah. But uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I know you're excited about your offensive player, but who is it? Ross Bowers. Yeah, I, I mean, we've talked about the weapons on that side of the ball. Uh, you just touch on it. If you give him time to throw the ball, um, he, you, we see it in video game. He can He can move out of the pocket as well. He can run with the ball. You do pretty well with that in the NCAA version of him. So, yeah, I'd like to see what the uh, the actual version of Ross Bowers can do with his feet. But, no, I mean, there's just so many weapons on this offensive side of the ball. The the running back by committee, I also am a huge fan of that. It'll help the uh, the pass game out. Um, we just have so many quick running backs as well that the, the dump-off passes can work out. And I really do think that Ross Bowers will come back. He, we we had him on the podcast. He's, he's a, a positive guy, and I really do think that he's ready to go out and, and lead this team this season. Yeah, and one of those guys, too, that you you know that Cole talked about earlier in the podcast was uh, Jordan Nettles. He's really good out of the backfield catching passes, someone that I actually had class with uh, this past semester. Real athletic. That running back by committee, like you said, is going to be an interesting um, group this year because they're, you know, they're, they're going to produce at a pretty high clip, and I'm curious to see – the the usage between and who will be like that number one guy but for me I gotta go on on defense I gotta go back to our guy Weston Kramer I think that's a guy who has the opportunity to not only really you know help out that defense and fill the role you know fill those shoes where Jack Heflin left to go to Iowa I think he has a really good opportunity this upcoming season to boost like a like his draft stock bro like any time that you look and see, like, look, Jack's probably going to get drafted. We don't know what round, obviously. If he has a good season over there at Iowa, I'm assuming same thing with Lorbeck, that those guys are going to get drafted. We do always have good players on the defensive line. And being that anchor here, 
I think he's going to have a really good opportunity. Like you said, Ethan, a lot of the teams in the Mac, they are run first teams. If you can stuff the middle and even if they get to your guy, Kyle Pugh, it's going to be a tough day and they're going to, you know, they're going to have to try and go to the outside or, you know, pass it and do stuff like that. But then, you know, you got guys in the secondary and this is another guy too, that I, I don't think people are talking about enough, but Mark Aitken Jr. at the cornerback position, couple guys left, Jalen McKee left, couple corners are out, Marsh Terry's out. You know, we have a real young secondary and these guys have a really good opportunity to make their mark on that coaching staff and have quality seasons. And then on the offensive side of the ball, this one's tough. I don't know. I, I, there's a lot, a lot to choose from, but I'm going to actually go lunch pail. I'm going to go offensive line. I'm going Braden Patton. I think like, like we've talked about, you know, on, on the, uh, the news side of this podcast, the offensive line is going to be the key to success for this season. And we do have you know, we got the hogs up front. We got good guys up front that should be able to take care of business. And I think between guys like Marquise Cox and Braden Patton leading the or Braden Patton leading the charge, you can't complain. And those running backs are going to have you know nice big holes to run through. And Ross Bowers is going to have some time to throw back there. Uh, but Ethan, where are you at on that? Uh, I like your defensive pick as well. And and one thing to add on to that, when it comes to the passing game, I mean, Coach Hammock on the defensive side of the ball will have some great blitz schemes up the middle. Because okay. you're either, you got Kramer and Pew coming up the middle. Imagine uh, uh, like a cross blitz between the two of those guys. Yeah. I mean, don't forget about, don't forget about Rateen or Jordan Cole. Like we, it's. Uh, right, yeah. Right. It's just, Can we just have football season already, bro? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like it's just that's scary to think about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's they got the dogs out there. I'm ex- I'm excited to see when they get back to uh, like regular practices and like they're gonna be going against each other. Hopefully that can happen before the season because there's gonna be some good one-on-one battles, uh, O-line, D-line, and in that receiver and DB room. So I'm very excited to see that. Uh, something that I released earlier today, and Ethan was the one who found it. We kind of touched on it a little bit with Cole Tucker, uh, was the updated version of the NCAA football ratings. So obviously these are made by someone who's like 60, who lives in their mom's basement, who doesn't have a life. But shout out to you for making it, my guy. There's some there's some good numbers on here. Like I think Ross Bowers at an 87 is a pretty good rating. But like when we talked to Cole, like 80 overall, I think probably could have been boosted a little bit higher and 82 in speed was egregious. We touched in some tweets, but I'm just going to run through some numbers and I just, you know, we'll just go number and I just want you to give me over or under. Okay. Say if it's, you know, over should be higher, under should be lower. Okay. Well, I mean, this is going to be easy over for probably everybody, but yeah. Hey, Hey, for, for our sports betting guys, you know, uh, like what do they say? Life's too short to bet the under. under. Yeah. So we're hammering the over, but, so we'll start at the top. So Ross Bowers, 87. I think that was a relatively close rating, I think, after this season. And, and I don't know. I think we talked about it with him when we had him on the show. I kept trying to, like, simulate because we couldn't get these rosters. And he just kept going pro after the junior year. So the NCAA progression worked out well for him. Matt Ference, eight, 84. Uh, I think proof's in the pudding. Dude has an absolute missile for a leg. I don't know what what tape that guy was watching, but he's got to be 90. Where are you at with that? Over or under 84? Oh, definitely over 84. Yeah, okay. 90, 90 needs to be at least the minimum. I mean, I don't know. I, I really didn't get too in-depth with the punter overalls in that roster uh, update, but I'd like to see where the 84 ranks among the other punters. 
Uh, and same thing with uh, Richardson being an 84 as well. I think that deserves to be a little bit higher. Um, you know, I mean, is, is Rodrigo Blankenship still around? Like, is he in his <laughs> Georgia or something like that? Like, I mean, if he's still around, then, I mean, nobody's beating that guy, but, like. Yeah. Yeah, and they had, they had Pew at 85, which I think is right around, I think maybe closer to, like, 88 or 87, probably good. Yeah, 87, I'd agree with that. This one is the most interesting one, and I know we released a play of him on the Huskies on tap page, but Javion Ducker is a 69. His speed is an 87, and, like, it doesn't matter whether I'm playing, like, a MAC team or, like, uh, like a Power 5. Like, I I scheduled, I, I redid um, not necessarily, like, the Huskies on tap season because I haven't been broadcasting it, but with the updated rosters, and he just doesn't go down. And Jordan Nettles, too. Like, I don't know. He's uh, a little bit smaller than Ducker in the game. I, and in person, I guess you would say too, but they both like don't go down in the game. So I love to see that, but they have him yeah, at a 69, 80, 85 speed, 89 agility, 89 acceleration. I mean, that oh, seems, it was, it was that an seems about speed. right. Yes. 80. Yeah. Uh, yep. yep. 85 speed, 89 agility, 89 acceleration. So yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's fair. I think the overall isn't there, but I mean, in yeah, terms like, of his speed ratings, they're there. Closer probably to like, uh, I would say maybe like a 75, something in that range. And two, he's only a freshman too. So that's someone I'm super excited over the next four years. Uh, Braden Patton, they put at an 80. And I wish that was something that they could do like uh, live updates and just update every week. And I'm sure people will put those out throughout the season, but that's, that's subject to change. That's going up. Oh yeah, for sure. This is the one that I took the most offense to. Um, I don't know if you saw this one, but Dylan Thomas at 72, it's like, what the Bruh. I don't ever swear on this podcast, but come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> come on. I, that's literally what I put in my show notes. I just put a question mark in WTF. Come on. It's absurd. No, I mean, there's, there's so many guys that are in the program, and I think that not a lot of people outside of it understand what he can do. And yeah. I think that he's really going to show everybody – what he can, what he can that, do in terms of that's our that's our honey badger, bro. And yeah. he even said too, like he dyes his hair during the season, like Tyron Matthew, because that's his favorite player. So someone we yeah, have the like, utmost respect for. And too, like, did you see the quote that NIU football released that he had? Oh my goodness, I, th- I was right after, right after. Dylan, come on, man! I thought that quote was coming for us. Come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, no, bro. I'm just playing. Absolutely. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> NIU, NIU social media. Shout out to them. I mean, they're going crazy lately. Best best in the business. They definitely have been doing well. Yeah. And then like a couple of the other ones, and it's mainly the skill positions. It's like they got Dennis at 72 and I just caught, I played a game against Buffalo before Bowers threw like a 76 yarder, like on a dime to Dennis and then like a 58 yard touchdown, like on back-to-back drive. So Dennis Robinson, I would say is that receiver that has the most like prototypical, like size, like he's probably the tallest has, I would say not he's not the most built, but he is pretty big and he has that like NFL frame, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think you'll see a lot of that same thing this season with back to back touchdown passing drives. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, can yeah. We just get you, let's just put you up in the uh, the press box and just have you call the plays. No, nah, no, nah, I try. I fully trust Coach Hammock and Coach Idness with that. 
Um, I fully and, and Coach Jackson does he, a good job on defense, and like honestly, if I'm calling the play, I don't know. I I, I gotta get I just my fully feet into coaching first. Be, I just fully expect you to be on the sideline with the PS4 or the PS3 controller in your hand, <laughs> like just controlling what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how so, I picture. That's how I picture Huskies on tap going down this season. Three more, and I won't even ask because these all have to go over. Uh, they had our guy Michael Love at 71. That one's gonna go up. Mark Aitken at 67. That's definitely gonna go up. And Fabian McCray at 68 which is going to go up but I will say this I've won returner of the year like every year with Fabian McRae so that that's someone who just has speed I usually put him and Cole Tucker back there and they kick it away from Cole like every time so I don't know if they go two man back there I would expect either McRae or Michael Love to be back there even our guy Masai Travis that's another quick guy that if they go too deep on that return uh team for kick returns you can expect to see back there with our guy Cole Tucker they know Cole is a big Devin Hester guy they don't want to kick to him yeah don't (laughs) keep it away from Cole but I mean that's that's probably going to do it here for our news portion of the show uh today we had the opportunity to interview DeKalb native Cole Tucker it was a great interview Real insightful kid, someone who has a real bright future here for the Huskies and someone who's a Bears fan, someone we could level with. Ethan, I got one last final show note, and it's just something that, you know, it kind of mirrors what you said about NIU social media and just the NIU culture and and the people that we have in our positions of power. I got to make a special shout out to athletic director Sean Fraser. On July 1st, he's going to be joining the Town Hall on Racism and Reform panel. It's going to be a panel that discusses today's issues with racism and just, you know, injustices that we're dealing with in the world. But I got to say, this isn't the first time that I've seen Sean take that call to action. Sean has cut a busy schedule during this time representing the Huskies eloquently and passionately to help provide a voice for those who don't have one to help bring light to social injustices going on currently. Sean has been participating in events like this over the last couple weeks and months and definitely a great follow on social media and someone that I'm proud to call my athletic director but it, it, it just this goes to show you, and I even saw too, you know, the NIU um, Huskies account, just they're, they're doing everything right during this pandemic. And during these times that, you know, as a world, everything seems to be going wrong and they seem to be pushing out the right messages, not just to push them out there, but that's because those are their core values. Ethan, do you have anything to expand on that before we wrap up? Uh, absolutely. I mean, Sean Frazier is probably one of the most respected men on campus um just like you said they're doing everything the right way in terms of handling uh player safety in terms of handling uh student safety everything like that and and really uh just so proud to be you know associated with the uh the athletic department you know whether it's just covering the football team right now um you know it's fun to to talk to these guys and, and be a part of what they do every day so yeah absolutely and you know we are so grateful that they've you know kind of open armed welcome you know, just two random guys with a podcast into the program to kind of cover and give another voice for the guys to uh, tell their story on, you know, what NIU means to them the hard way, all that stuff. And we, you know, we try to script what we do, but a lot of times, if you've seen two in these news sessions, we do go off the rails and, you know, we want to get you guys more comfortable with who we are on the mic and kind of like what our takes are going into the season. So you're not so surprised when you see all these articles and all this talk, because we weren't as involved last season. And that was more on us. Uh, We were, I guess you could, you know, I'm going to hit my beat on him on a P of the episode. We were just trying to kind of live that college experience, go to the tailgates, go to all the games. And I think while we did have fun doing that, um, Ethan, I know you can probably speak to this. I think covering the team and just that whole side of it is so much more fun and it has so much more value to us. Yeah. I mean, I actually had a class with uh, our guy, Weston Kramer 
um, this is my first semester last year. So, um, you know, getting a chance to, to talk to those guys and be like talk football with them and, and also just be also like a regular student was was really cool. And to get to know these guys off the field and on the field as well is is really cool to uh, to get to see and, and really for or for us to deliver the news to our listeners. And, and, you know, I think that we really should incorporate this uh, this fan question more. Like, I oh, really, you I really, dude, you just read my mind. Oh, my goodness. I Go really, ahead. I really I really do like that. So, you know, shout out to our listeners. You know, this is uh, we want more content. And uh, you know, if you have any questions, we will try to put out who our next guest is beforehand and uh, we want to get you involved in that as well and if you have any questions for us we'd love to answer them as well so uh, yeah it's, uh, it makes it fun for us and, and we'd love to be interactive with our listeners as well so so i'm not even gonna lie to you guys i literally i was just about to wrap up the show you know you guys all know that i gotta get better at that but i do think that you know that question that was posed shout out to bob raider or bob radar over there at the niu huskies fanatic page uh for putting that out there and that's something that i think i'm gonna Gonna release with this this week's episode, or that we're gonna release with this week's episode, is kind of like a mailbag. We'll we'll maybe open the floor. I don't know how many questions to expect. Maybe we'll get a bunch, but um, we'll we'll expect at least maybe like five to ten, and and we definitely will have you either go into the direct messages, or you guys can directly tweet us, or or uh. You know, on the Facebook page, when we do drop the podcast, leave them in the comments because we do want to be as interactive as possible with our fans and just, you know, kind of kind of hear what you guys want to hear. We we are people that are more than willing to compromise on how we do the show. And like we stated last week, it's kind of a new way that we're doing the show, um, not as or not as long interviews uh, a little bit more to the point and media style interviews, but I still think we have our own spin on them. And eventually, I mean, there's only what 53 some guys on a college roster. We're burning through these guys on the roster way too quick. So <laughs> yeah. We're gonna need we're gonna need something else here once we start running out of guests here. But uh, absolutely. No, and, and outside of football, like we're we're still working on a baseball guest. But um, you know, I mean, any of our other NIU athletes feel free to reach out to us. We, we definitely want to hear your story, how you got to NIU, and, and we want to get your message out there as well. So NIU, yeah. or our listeners, student athletes, reach out to us. We're, we're definitely willing to, uh, if you, anyone has any stories, like any, you know, unreal NIU stories, anything like that, you know, feel free to share that with us as well. We, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's in our motto. I mean, it's a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, and we know that we're, you know, a smaller or a niche fan group. We know that that there isn't as many avenues for you guys to have, you know, say as compared to like a Clemson or an Alabama or in comparison to our Notre Dame coverage and our Notre Dame coverage, we're competing against like 10 different companies. But I, I like Ethan said, I mean, this, this has been a lot of fun so far. Obviously we're not going to stop doing what we do. We're going to change the way we do things and we're going to improve the way we do things. And we're leaving the floor open to our listeners and our fans kind of to just, you know, where do you want the show to go? Where do you want us to go with this? Um, but I do have one content idea for this, depending on Ethan's work schedule. Uh, we did play a Huskies on tap official game 
on the Twitter feed a couple of weeks ago, Ethan did, uh, he did make me eat my own words. I think he won by, what was it, two touchdowns, 38 to 24 in a battle of Temple versus Michigan. I think at some point throughout the week, we will look to get another live stream matchup uh, unless Ethan has any objections to that. Uh, I'm willing to play later this week, so let's pump this out. Uh, let's to try and get it out Monday or Tuesday. So once you're listening, uh, if you have any NCAA matchups that you want played or you feel that uh, would be fun matchups to watch also submit them to us we're willing to play whatever uh, we could even possibly do like a niu spring game too now that i think about it there's enough people on the roster or we get the, uh, the the good old mascot game going so any fun <laughs> mascot matchups uh you know the huskies versus the the fighting irish you know you got the leprechauns against the huskies always a fun matchup watching <laughs> leprechauns go against huskies so you know if any yeah. uh, creative ideas out there for fun college I- or college football matchup ideas uh submit them up to us hey absolutely i think uh we definitely left the floor open for our uh our never-ending open microphone. We'll be back with you guys next week with another interview with a Husky athlete or staff member. We have not locked that guest in yet, but we will be back with you same time, same place next week. Ethan, do you have any wrap-up thoughts for the listeners before we ride out? Hit us up. Slide in our DMs. Do whatever. Do whatever you feel. Hit us up in the comments. We want your ideas. We want your questions. That's my shout-out. And do not forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We are starting to gain a little bit more steam in the podcast world to the chance where we will possibly have the opportunity to have some sponsorship dollars coming in here very soon. So like we said, it's a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies. We love bringing the news to you. It was a you know a wonderful episode today where we were joined by Northern Illinois wide receiver Colt Tucker. We touched on some of the preseason rankings by the different companies. We touched on the six-year-old who lives in his mom's basement's NCAA rosters where we thought they got them wrong. And we asked ourselves one of our own uh, guest questions, who we are most excited to see for this offensive and defensive campaign. And for our Bears listeners that also listen to the show, Cole definitely laid it all out there for our second round draft pick and Jalen Johnson. But I got nothing else for you guys. We We will look to get another episode out to you guys next week with a new guest. But go Huskies.